What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1128 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're speaking with Dr. Joy Lewis, J-O-I, by the way. And you can find her at joyunlimited.com. That's J-O-I unlimited.com. She's the founder of Joy Unlimited Coaching and Consulting in the Orange Method of Radical Self-Care, Healing Justice, and Radical Hospitality, which is social justice. She's a facilitator of liberation through social justice, healing justice, radical self-care strategist. So important right now, especially during these times. I'm so thankful to bring her on the show just to amplify her voice and what she's doing so that more people can find her. But secondly, I wanna help her out because there's some messaging that we need to pay attention to. There is the world that we live in now and the way that we share our messages within this world. Absolutely important. How do we, just bottom line, promote our stuff when there are so many other important things to talk about and honestly stuff that's probably more important than the thing that we are selling, right? However, in Joy's case, her stuff actually can help serve during this time. So you can check out her book as well. It's called Healing the Act of Radical Self-Care. And man, just some groundbreaking work. I'm so thankful to have connected with her here on the show. You're gonna love her. Her name is Dr. Joy Lewis. Here she is. Dr. Joy, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for being here today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what is it that you do? Sure. So um, my name is Dr. Joy Lewis. People fondly call me Dr. Joy, and that's Joy with an I. I am the founder and CEO of Joy Unlimited Coaching and Consulting, as well as founder of the Healing Justice Foundation. And I do work in um, community around healing from trauma particularly centering Black liberation, um, both historic and present-day trauma. And I do that work grounded in healing justice, which is the combination of radical self-care plus social justice. And yeah, uh, create different pathways for, for folks to be able to do that, both in community, also in one-on-one coaching. I have courses, those kinds. Of That's awesome. What's, what's your favorite part about what it is that you do? I love that I get to, even though we're talking about such a heavy topic around healing from trauma, that uh, I really center the idea of radical self-care and getting to take care of yourself. And I think about radical self-care as a resistance uh, resistance practice. Hmm. So I love that I get to remind folks that yeah, it's actually revolutionary to uh, center taking care of yourself and taking care of community, that that doesn't have to be something that's separate. As a matter of fact, you have to do it in order um, to show up. Because I talk about how I used to be a raggedy revolutionary, somebody who did not take care of myself. Um, although I was like, you know, fight the power, but I was losing the battle of, you know, just taking care of myself. Yeah, I mean, I would 100% agree. And you can't serve other people. You can't take care of your family or your kids if you don't yet take care of yourself and love yourself first. So I appreciate you stepping up to help out and and, and do that. Um, thank you. Uh, where can people go to learn more about you and your work? Sure. So you can go to joy, J-O-I, unlimited, 
healingjustice.com and uh, or and or the healingjusticefoundation.org. You'll find me there. And I'm also the author of a book, uh, Healing the Act of Radical Self-Care. Epic. Thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Joy, what's on your mind these days? How can I best help and serve you today? Yeah, well, <laughs> I I first wanted to, um, there's so much, that, that's, there's so much. Um, as we know, we're, we're still in the middle of a world pandemic. And we mm-hmm. also are more aware, or it's just has been amplified, the, the pandemic of which I call racism and particularly anti-Blackness, that is you know, has been on my mind and, and on my community's mind, but now um, that there's a kind of world gaze, if you will, that is around that. And I think as a um, as a social entrepreneur and trying to figure out how, how, to, how to show up, how do you do all the things, right, of um, holding space, what, what is the way, I really appreciate it just the message, Pat, that you um, that you put out to the community and particularly to Black entrepreneurs, because I'm in a lot of spaces and I haven't seen that happen. And so, um, you know, I particularly wanted to mention that because it, it, it it's important. It gave me pause. I mean, I think it's hard to try to figure out how do you do well and do good, right? How do you do well and do good? And that's part of, I would say, is a challenge that is on my mind about like, I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. I'm also, you know, a, a social entrepreneur and have a, a nonprofit and I'm trying to figure out like, how do I show up and keep doing the work and trying to figure out like all these different processes that need to be in place. And it's just overwhelming. Like, how do you structure things? Like, I love a lot of the structures and stuff that you have in place, but I don't have time and I'm like tiny and yet the demand keeps happening. So what do you do? Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. First of all, thank you for acknowledging the episode that we did featuring Black voices in the SPI audience and our messaging and, you know, the entire team came together. So I can't take all the credit. We, we came together as a group and we wanted to lead by example and we didn't want to make it about us. So that's why in that episode, I hardly existed because it wasn't about us. And I think right now we need to step up and listen. We need to take action. We need to support in any which way we know how to support. And so thank you for for recognizing that. And I'm I'm here to amplify it, not just now, but, uh, you know, forever, as it should have been before. So I, I appreciate you for that. One of the biggest struggles that a lot of entrepreneurs have related to the overwhelm and all the things that we need to do, right? And, you know, if you're like me and most other entrepreneurs, you see a thousand things on your to-do list that could probably happen, right? And so a big thing I want to ask you about is, what is your filter for prioritization? And I'm curious, and a lot of people, when I ask this question, they don't even really know how to answer. So I don't suspect that you might have an answer for it right now, but I'd love to talk it through with you because when we discover our filters for where we should be spending time and where we should actually say no to something, and also what goes through our head when we do say no to something, because sometimes people, like how I was, I'm I'm a yes person. I want to say yes to everybody. I want to help everybody, much like I know how, how most entrepreneurs are. But when you say yes to something, you're also saying no to something else, like a thing that you said you were going to do or another priority that you had. So let's start there. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about as far as all the things on your plate and all the things there is to do, what goes through your head in terms of what I should spend or what you should spend your time on? Yeah, I just want to say that that, that question is like so well-timed um, because that is, that's the question that I've been asking myself over the last couple of times. It's like, I don't, you know, I feel like I take a break for like two seconds and like, you know, take a, go to the restroom, I come back and there are three requests. You know, I'm like, what, how am I supposed to respond to this? So um, a part, 
one of the filters that I have is, is this about healing, uh, about community healing? Is there a, a component or a space that has to do also with radical self-care? Do these things intersect? Um, I am also interested, who does it impact? Who are the, yeah, who are the immediate, who are the stakeholders? Who is this going to have immediate impact on? Will there be some measurable change or is this just, you know, just to be doing something, you know, like will, will, will there actually be some kind of change? That is a huge one. And I love that you like the way that you said that was even beautiful, just a measurable change because we could feel like we're busy doing stuff, but it's not moving the needle. Right. And so I love that that you're focusing there. What 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 else before we um before I have some time? Time. When does this need to happen? <laughs> uh, both like when would I need to do something? Like is this like tomorrow or is this next week? And then like how long is it? Meaning, is this a one time thing? Is it is this over three months or a year? Or? So there is a matrix that you may have seen before. Like if you imagine a quadrant of four boxes. And on the X axis, you have like a sense of how urgent this thing is. And then on the, on the Y axis, you have a sense of like how important this thing is. You can start to, and this is what I used for a long time before you just start to kind of, it becomes second nature for you. But if you have a ton of stuff, this is a great place to start. And I don't know where I learned this from. It could have been from, you know, getting things done or there's all these other productivity people out there who, who are good at creating frameworks like this. But there's four quadrants, right? And the one nearest to the origin, which is the least important, least urgent things, you start seeing what you do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis that fits into, well, this isn't that important and it's actually not that urgent. Therefore, it's easy to see, okay, this is like a lower priority item for me. Like, why do I spend most of my time doing it? And you can start to unpack, well, why, why is that? For me, a lot of that was uh, email. Right. And you had mentioned, you know, people come and, you know, you go to the bathroom, you come back and there's like 10 more people who want your attention and stuff. So what I eventually did to solve that problem, because I think still responding to people is important just because it's not important now doesn't mean it's not important ever. My focus and my time should right now be spent elsewhere. So you can do one of two things to battle those uh, like those those messages. Number one, you could have moments of the week where you know that that's your time to focus on those Hopefully, you can understand that perhaps people, although there is perhaps a sense of urgency, there isn't an expectation that you will reply within the next hour, right? Um, and, and and that's something I have to get over. In fact, I was really worried about letting emails sit for a while. And I, I never had anything break, never had anybody complain. And even after responding after two days, people are like, whoa, you responded, like, thank you so much. And I was blown away by that. But eventually, I hired somebody to help to be able to respond quicker, but not to pretend to be me, but to help and answer questions because likely you're getting a, a ton of the same questions. So if you have mechanisms for an FAQ or a bank of uh, just answers to questions that you know you always get, or even content that you create, that if a person asks a question, you go, oh, well, here's where I recommend you go to get all that info, go read it. That'll help alleviate a little bit of that effort. Um, and then close to the y-axis, but high on the priority, th 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 there's the quadrant of very immediate, but not that urgent which is another interesting thing. I think the, the quadrant that I really want to focus on is what is the most important, most urgent things, right? Like that's, that's where I try to stay as much as possible, right? 
And when you can align those things in that quadrant of most important, most urgent with where your zone of genius is and like, like where only you can help, because there's some things that you are probably great at that you could do and, and are of relevant importance, but maybe as the leader and the, the CEO of your company, you probably shouldn't be doing. Right. This is where we start to grow because we start to hand off things that we even know we can do, but we shouldn't do. Yeah. And this is where, where growth starts to happen. Might there be in your mind right now, even some examples of things that you probably do that you probably shouldn't do or spend perhaps too much time on, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think with the, a lot of just the operation pieces yeah. of, you know, trying to figure out like communication for, you know, I have a, a course that's happening right now and just like what the platform how the platforms, the communication that should be happening with students that are happening in, in that. And so once the framework has been put, I, I don't, it, it probably doesn't make sense for me to be spending um, the time on each of those things that are, are some repeatable things. So a lot of the operations. Cool. Do you have any um, questions or do you want to talk about platform a little bit in, in communication with students? Is that a... Is that a yeah, that because I think... I think particularly because I found myself, I was launching um, a course. Um, it actually, the course launch date came out, was happening the same day that we learned that Mr. George Floyd had been murdered. And so uh, there was, I mean, literally I was on my, like I was having the, the webinar was scheduled that day to be able to share the content for folks to be able to sign up for the course, which was on radical self-care and social justice and this whole thing. And then there was something that didn't feel right. I was like, I can't, I can't really sell that. Like, what do I do? Like it would be insincere to kind of. Right. 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 So I'm like literally in the middle of that. So I paused on so my whole launch was like happening. And then I was like, okay, I'm not sure, but people still needed the space, but folks were not in the place to be able to like buy. And then yet, how do you, so what I did was I actually pitched to a foundation, a foundation um, bought a hundred spots to be able to share. Really smart. That's really yeah. cool. Right. So, okay. But then how do you, so switching that in the middle of like, okay, you give, People sign up, they get access, they apply for these scholarships. And mm -hmm. and then it's like, okay, how do I communicate this in a way? Because I, I don't, even though it's free to them, it's not free. And we don't want people to just like use up spots. So right. how do we, and you know, to sit there, it's different. You know, people buy courses all the time and they don't open them. But in this case, that doesn't really work. So just trying to think about like from a communication and platform standpoint and how to, like engagement. So that's, I mean, that's literally like today. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such an interesting, unprecedented time of history with all these things happening at the same time. And this being the most important and very, very absolute that we need to talk about. And it's at the forefront and new developments every day. It's like really hard to plan around this, but as a business owner, you still gotta, you still gotta make money to help serve people. Right. Right. And, you know, there are people who are still buying, but there are people who are more likely to get upset if you are a little tone deaf around this and the messaging is incorrect. I think that what has helped me uh, and what has helped a lot of my cohorts and friends is just complete and utter authenticity and, and transparency. Mm -hmm. Just like 
the kind of conversation that we're happening now, having an open conversation with your audience about legit the same thing. And I think that when you come from a place of service and you express this concern, people will understand why and be able to help you. In fact, instead of maybe doing this in a more public forum, perhaps you have existing students or maybe even some super fans or, 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 or friends of yours who can come together to help you understand what the pulse might be like in the audience. Because, you know, some days it feels like, okay, well, and, and the media obviously has a lot to do with this as well. It's like, okay, the media was a little bit more quiet today. So I think that maybe, you know, tomorrow I can start pushing things out and then something happens. And then it's like, well, that's, it's, it's so difficult. And I think for me, just being completely honest and saying, hey, I had this going, yeah. I paused it because I didn't believe in it. Mm-hmm. However, I also know this is so important right now. And we were able to work with this foundation and they were able to get uh, grant scholarships. And as a result of the success that they're having and even not finishing the course, getting a lot of great help, we wanted to open this up now. We completely understand if this is not the right time for you, yeah. but this is why I believe it is for some. Yeah. But the other thing that you have to worry about is if in your promotion, you had like special deals that were happening that were for right now, that's where it can get a little iffy, right? Like, hey, if you buy now and only right now, you're going to get $100 off or whatever. Right, the, the right. Deal yep. You're forcing people to make a decision right now. And in cases, that's smart to do. But in cases like this, it can come across a little bit, oh, I'm taking advantage of the situation now, which I don't want to have be the case. So what, what we've done on SPI is, you know, we held off on some launches but then we launched, but we do add messaging that says, you know, and because of all the things that are happening with COVID-19 and all the other things too, if you can't take advantage of this deal that's happening right now, email us again later and we'll honor the discount for you when the time is right for you. Good. That's good. And I can't tell you how many people responded and they were like, thank you for not pressuring me right now. And I think like it's sitting good with you in terms of like, that's the worry. It's yeah. the pressure right now right yes yeah yeah no that's that's good because it's like yeah we had such and we just put like i said you know we pulled the whole thing and Mm -hmm. then but well you know we're in the middle of folks engaging tomorrow's the first you know like uh live live session um but then you know i believe in this work and i know that people need it and we will you know um want to to have it, uh, to offer it up. And it also is part one of a two part um, for folks to be able to get certified as a, a community coach to be able to do this work. So it is important. We need more people to be able to hold space. Like we need to get it out there. And so I like this, um, this idea of saying, if you can't do it now, you know. Can't. Almost like calling it like a, maybe even naming it like, hey, you know, we're promoting this. It's a no pressure promotion. Open during this time. There are some discounts and stuff, but if you choose not to get into it now, completely understand, but you can just reach back out to us later and we'll honor those for you. And I think that I've seen, like, like I said, I've gotten responses from people saying like, thank you for giving me the space to think or the space to not feel pressure. And I think, um, I, I think you know where to go uh, fr- from there, which is, which is really great. The other option that I've seen one person do during this time is a pay what you want, which is- mm-hmm interesting a little bit risky mm-hmm. but it becomes a thing where you know hey if you can't pay right now then don't pay right now mm-hmm. i hear you i hear you but this is so important to me you're gonna have some people step up and like overpay overpay 
because they're so thankful and they see that and they know that some people are going to like, you're going to have that support of people. And then you're going to see some people get in for free who get value and they go, all right, I wasn't able to pay you back then, but let me do what I can to help promote this for you. I'm going to like, I'm going to leave you the best testimonial. I'm going to put this out there into my communities. So that could be another interesting option to you, but that option is available too. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. And then I think that I the other um, piece that prior to things happening, I have planned on moving forward with the launch of mm-hmm. um, my podcast, which is going to be called Joy in the Morning, um, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, both like in the morning time, but then also like in the morning and how to be able to hold, you know, heartbreak and joy. How do we do both? And, and so it feels like, yeah, that space is like really, really needed, you know, right now. And I am interested in moving forward. I actually have your podcast course as well. Um, I'm interested in moving forward on that. And it feels like completely overwhelming with, everything that's going on. So it's, again, it's that thing of like, this is a particular time, this particular moment. I want to be able to, it's good for me, you know, like to be able to have the space and have an ongoing thing. And I'm like, oh, it just seems like all of the things that one has to do to get going. There's definitely a little bit of a learning curve it's not like a blog where you just put up a WordPress site and you can start typing and hit enter. There's there's a few more components to it, <laughs> the, the equipment and whatnot. And it's a little bit scary sometimes also getting behind the microphone. It's like a, that's your voice, right? And that's that's a real thing. For a lot of people, I don't know about you, but that, that scares a lot of people. That scared me for a year and a half before I started after I said I was going to start. But I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's worth like the relationships that you build with your listeners through your voice mm-hmm. is unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. And it, it is worth the effort. However, I don't want you to overwhelm yourself and never get started and, and wait even longer. So what you could do is have a date in mind in the future where you know, realistically, you would have the time to put in whether it's a little bit here and there or within a week or so to, to get it done. And like you have the course, that's good. It's going to walk you through literally step by steps. So you, you have the steps there. It's just a matter of time. So it's this idea of, well, this is of importance. Well, what can I put away or put to the side for now? Yeah. And it could be a few things that could be delayed or put aside for this so that it's out there. And the cool thing about a podcast is once it's up, all the technical stuff is done. Now you just record episodes. All, like you literally only have to do the technical stuff once and then it's automated after that. Everything else just kind of happens. But there is that that beginning part, which is quite difficult. So I, I just want to encourage you. I think your voice and the message obviously is something that needs to be heard. And the thing that encouraged me was when somebody said, Pat, like you have this great information and these stories to tell. And every day you don't have a podcast is a day that somebody is not able to be changed because of the, of the stories, is not able to be helped. There are people who need you right now and in your space, probably even more than, than in the space I'm in, right? So think of those people, it's going to get, it's going to be tough. There's going to be moments where you're like, why am I even doing this? That's why you're doing it right? for those people. Um, And it's also a great platform to, you know, use as an asset to connect with other influencers and leaders and authorities in the space, right? And with the kinds of stuff that you have to be able to bring on a guest who has more knowledge about something that, that is not your expertise to fill in those gaps and to make connections. And then you never know, like you, like, 
you can't help but build like right now you and I are building a relationship in the right. 25 minutes that we've chatted. You can't right. help but do that. Right. A lot of my best friends are people who we initially connected on a podcast and yeah. that can happen for you too. And and, and imagine the reach that the, some of those people might have to help bring more people and, and you being able to serve them through your, through your network. Um, just, just loads of possibilities. And I just want to encourage you and, you know, there's, there, there's no rush, but there kind of is. Yeah. If, if that's the, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, I think it brings me to, I think these, there's a sort of through line, I think mm-hmm. with whether we're talking about the podcast or we're talking about the course or the operations or whatever, it is that question around when do, both we talked about like platforms, like I, I, platforms are confu- like that can be a lot because there's a lot of things out there, but then it's also about like when to bring on additional help and how to find that because I feel like that's been probably the biggest challenge as um, as an entrepreneur of like you know I had a 25 year career in um, on college campuses as a dean vice president and I had you know I had an assistant since I was like 22 and then I left you know, seven years ago and started my own business. And it was like, what? Whoa. Okay. How do you do, you know, all these, all the things where you got technology, you got, you know, um, social media, you have like all this stuff and these systems were in place. And now those systems are not in place and it can be, and I I will say, I've spent a lot of money. I've hired different folks. And some of that has worked out. A lot of it has not. And so you feel game, sh- you know, I can feel a little shy about it, but I know that I have to be able to work in my zone of genius and not try to do all the things because it doesn't work. It's a process. And to find the perfect assistant right from the start is pretty abnormal. In fact, part of what can help, however, is and part of the struggle when people hire is they don't know why they're hiring. They know they need help but they don't know what they're, what, what exactly the kind of help they need. Spending some time really devoting some effort into, okay, what do I need this person to do? And lay it all out there. And that also forces people who don't have what's called SOPs or standard operating procedures to make them so that it can become a nice, easy handoff for something that you do normally yourself to somebody else. And then it might take, you know, a week or two of, back and forth in training, but eventually, ideally, that person's just running on their own. And like you said, you can stay in your zone of genius. And that effort up front is almost like, I don't know, there's like that quote, like, you know, if you're going to cut down a tree, spend the first six hours sharpening your axe and then like cut it down in one hour instead of just trying to chop the tree for seven hours. I, that's, I butchered that quote, but um, you, you get what I'm saying, right? So spending some time to know, okay, here are the systems that I want and I need to hire also what can happen when you really lay it lay it all out like i would have just a sea of post-it notes of all the things that you do first of all that's going to overwhelm you like wow i do all of this and then what you could do with the post-it notes is you can go oh here like let me take these over here and let me like create little clusters of oh this is like a theme over here of all these things that i do i like i could probably find somebody to manage all of this stuff and this all this stuff relates to customer service and social media and communications uh you know, outside of my one-on-one. So boom, now I kind of know where that person goes and the things that they need to be involved with already because they came from the different elements of my business. And I can go, whoa, here, look at this one, this one, there's actually a tool that can do that for me. I'm just going to invest in that tool instead of hiring somebody. And it's only when you kind of see all these things out in front of you 
do you really begin to understand where we waste our time, where there is somebody else that we could bring on board, or what tools we can use too to help. And I think that exercise would be really, really beneficial. Because what it feels like, you know, I think just to be like, I think 100% transparent and to, you know, just <laughs> put this out out there. And I had this conversation, I think, among a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, 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 um, with a lot of Black entrepreneurs, particularly, where it feels like there is this playbook that we don't have, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. We know there are things that are there are things that are happening, but have not been privy to understand to see how those how how do you know how do you know like what these steps are and it just yeah. and it just seems like things shift and part of I think I have you know I'm I'm very thankful I have been very blessed and have been able to figure out a lot of things and then I try to pass that on to other folks, but. Yeah. It 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 can be really overwhelming because it's like, well, where do you where do you start? Like, what is where is that book? Where is that playbook? Like, what are those steps? Because it feels like it it is there is one, and we don't have access to it. In a sense, there is a lot of information out there that exists, and I can definitely empathize with having it be and and having it seem like it's just not accessible to you, especially as a black entrepreneur and not feeling included. Right. And that's what we need to do more of, more inclusive, more belonging and, and and more sharing with everybody. But at the same time, if there was a playbook, everybody, despite their color, would succeed. And that's not true either. Mm-hmm. So I think we're all in, the, in, in, in together and different people have different challenges, obviously. But what you need to do is like you're doing right now, you're reaching out for help. And I, I'm so honored that you came to me here on the show. And, and I think every one of us can do more asking for help. And you're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of cold shoulders. Yeah. But fine. you're going to find helpers. Yeah. You're going to find helpers out there. And that's that's who you want to lean on. When you find a helper, serve them. They'll serve you and and, and really connect and and utilize that and, and share. And also connecting with other members of your community to share. I mean, mastermind groups have been a massive impact in my life because people over here, they're, they're doing their own thing and they're learning stuff. They're passing it on to me. I'm passing it on to them. And everybody kind of all boats rise with tides and I'm not good at quotes, but you know what I mean, right? Like <laughs> it's just everybody wins together. And that, that's, right. that's kind of what, but you got to find the right people to make that happen. And I would just encourage you to continue to, 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 to seek help and find it and, and experiment as well and share, and you'll have people share back with you too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I think so in, in, in the, the podcast course, which I've purchased and haven't engaged with yet, does it tell you also like the equipment and all of the things that you should? And is it that's if that's still like it's all relevant? We we always keep it up to date, and it is everything from the equipment to what plugs into what. Okay, I mean we've had uh, you know one of my favorite success stories is a, a woman named Doctor B. She's over sixty, definitely afraid of technology. She has her own podcast, over a hundred episodes, helping people with ADHD in fifty countries around the world. She was able to do it; anybody can do it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna say here, I'm say here that I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna reach back out and I'm gonna be like, Pat, you gotta come on my podcast. Okay, here, here's the deal: when you get your show up and running, okay, get to episode five. Okay, I will guarantee that I'll say yes to coming on your show. Okay, it's a done deal. You'll, I'm yeah. accountable. That's fair. So, 
that's fair. <laughs> Dr. Joy, you're amazing. Uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. One more time, where can people go to learn more from you? Thank you. Uh, joy, J-O-I, unlimited.com. And uh, you can also find us at the healingjusticefoundation.org. And I look forward to connecting with folks. And we are we are committed to putting healing in the hands of anyone, anywhere. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. And we'll chat soon, I'm sure. Awesome. Thanks so much, Pat. Dr. Joy, thank you so much for coming on the show, for sharing, for being vulnerable, for opening up, and for allowing us to listen in so we could learn from this as well. I appreciate you so much. Again, you can find her at joyunlimited.com, J-O-I, unlimited.com. That's Dr. Joy Lewis. Thank you so much. And for anybody listening in, uh, I hope this was helpful for you. And also, if you wanna get coached by me here on the show, just like Joy did today, all you have to do is go to askpat.com and fill out the application form there. And uh, if you haven't done so already, I would highly encourage you to go into the podcast feed for Smart Passive Income. If you haven't been there in a while, you should check it out because we've had a few episodes come out where we've specifically amplified black entrepreneur voices. And this is so important. I'm so thankful that Dr. Joy came on. We're gonna have a lot more people on SPI and on ASPAT to have a more diverse show. I'm very thankful that over the time we've had a very diverse cross-section of uh, entrepreneurs here on the show, but we're gonna be even more purposeful about that and inclusion on the team and here on the show and just in general. So we wanna amplify that, we want to practice that, we want to apply that and encourage others to do the same too. So uh, thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate you. Check out the feed at Smart Passive Income as well. If you wanna subscribe to the show, please do that now before we go because next week we have another amazing episode coming your way as we close in on July. And thanks and welcome to all the brand new members of SPI Pro. If you don't know what SPI Pro is, highly recommend you check it out. It is a membership platform that we are now offering and letting people in on a weekly basis as we fine tune it every single week for the founding members. And I'm just so excited for what it's becoming already. And I'm so thankful for all the founding members that are in there. If you'd like to check it out, smartpassiveincome.com slash pro. No spaces, no dashes, smartpassiveincome.com slash pro. Hope to see you in there. Thank you so much. Take care. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.